Thank you for joining us on the Overcoming Monday podcast, where we provide you with little secrets for your big breakthrough. This podcast is designed to enhance your emotional and spiritual health. Our mission is to help you understand yourself, the people you love, and the world around you so that you can win where it matters most. In each episode, we'll hear from writer, speaker, mom, and pastor's wife, Shari King, as she invites you into conversations about the issues that matter most to you. This season is all about moms, and I am personally thankful to honor my mom, Shari, as she has these conversations with moms each week in different stages of motherhood. And today's guest is Elizabeth Malloy Harper. Shari and Elizabeth have a great conversation for us to listen to, so let's get started. Hey, Overcoming Monday listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in to this season where we're talking about motherhood. I am so excited for this episode today because my friend Elizabeth Malloy Harper is on with me, and actually, she's my sister-in-law. She married my brother years ago, and I'm super excited that we have gotten to be um, related to one another because uh, whenever we get on the phone, we can't stop talking and we just end up um, clicking so well. So I'm super excited for her to be in my life. And I wanted, wanted to introduce her to you guys. She is a wife of my brother and she is a mother <laughs> of four. She has a passion for helping people reach their full potential. Um, so she's currently pursuing training to become an Enneagram coach. And we've talked about Enneagram just a little bit on this podcast, but when she's done, we're going to have an entire series talking about Enneagram. So her time at coaching, um, learning how to be an Enneagram coach doesn't come easy because she's also at home teaching her kids during this pandemic, like many of you mothers are as well. So, um, Elizabeth, you've already kind of like chirped in a few times, so everyone (laughs) heard your voice, and so I feel weird that I haven't introduced you specifically, but if you'll just take a minute to say um, just who you are and introduce your family and yourself or whatever you want to say. Sure. Hey, everybody. (laughs) I'm Elizabeth, like Shari said. Um, Yeah, you probably heard me laughing because I just, you know, I giggle every now and then, especially like Shari said when we're talking. I'm like, it just doesn't stop, and we're giggling and laughing and having a good time. Um, my name is Elizabeth Harper, and like she said, I'm her sister-in-law. I'm also a mother of four, and um, we have Ruby. She's 10. Um, Charlie, he's 8. Ailey is 6, and Zoe is 3. And um, so, I mean, obviously, we've got a full house. It's a party. <laughs> Not to mention Moxie. Um, she She doesn't have a voice. She just barks, but... She'd be offended if I left her out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we're doing the virtual school thing right now. And um, I would say that with that, you know, and I'm sure other moms realize this, too. You've got, you know, your kids, but your kids also have all their own personalities that you're working with along the way. So um, we have uh, with four kids, there are definitely four different personalities with that. There's, um, with Ruby, she's our, she's our dreamer. (laughs) Sorry, you know, this, our little, our artist. And, um, if she is not, I mean, what's awesome about Ruby is she is like thriving in this school time. She loves, she likes structure. She likes to have her schedule in front of her and she's checking things off and doing it so she can get to the part where she gets to sing by herself in her room <laughs> <laughs> or um, knit. 
So <laughs> we have <laughs> yarn. We have yarn everywhere. <laughs> it's like coming out of the walls. Um, she's starting her own business with it. Um, she makes really <laughs> yes, because she's figured out how. So she followed the pattern at first, and then she started adding ears on all these hats, like animal okay. ears. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. She yeah. made hats for the boys for um, yes. Christmas. Yes. Yes, he. They got the OG hats. They got like one day when she's a famous hat designer, they can you know sell it on eBay for thousands of dollars. Um, <laughs> that's funny. I, I, I'm sure that's her plan. Um, and <laughs> she makes purses and iPad cases, and it's it's an industry upstairs. Yes. Um, and Charlie. So this is this will piggyback off of it and kind of explain who Charlie is. Um. He's, I mean, Charlie he's boy. the boy. Charlie, Charlie the, the boy. boy. That's what he. <laughs> That's how that he's was his nickname. Yeah, yeah. He's always introduced himself like that. Um, and he is. I mean, I feel like he's kind of Chase, like made over, mm-hmm. don't you think? A little bit. Yeah, my brother. My brother is yeah. Chase. Yes, sorry. Um, but he, uh, all boy, so much fun. He started playing basketball. He got on a basketball team this year, and he, <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I found my sport. Like, this is it. <laughs> and I walked, listen, I peeked in on him. I heard him in the bathroom the other day, and I peeked in, and he's standing there in his jersey, and he's just, like, checking himself out. He's just, you know, <laughs> turning, like, posing. And he then he heard me, and he looked, and our eyes met, and we both <laughs> busted out laughing. <laughs> and it's this understanding that he and I have. And he's just, he looked at me very seriously. All of a sudden, he goes, don't tell anybody. <laughs> it's like your secret, your secret as if he'd seen his pants me. or something oh my god no he just was like checking out the coolness of yeah. himself in the jersey but he um he saw ruby's business venture and he was like i could just he said so she's making money doing that and we were like yeah and he said oh okay well and he tried to jump on it and he got a bunch of milk cartons and stuff out of the um recycling bin and tried to do his own thing it didn't work out as well but that's okay um well. and then Eileen is uh I call her our unicorn she's six she um was the only one born with a head full of jet black hair and green eyes and a sea of blue-eyed blonde-haired babies and mm. uh and you know just so from the minute she was born we were like she's different like in a good <laughs> special way yeah. um and she's She's wild, but she's introverted, which is like a really interesting combination, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've noticed she'll sit there and think for a while and you think she's not paying attention. And then all of a sudden she'll burst out. She's been listening to everything that you're saying. Everything. And she has an opinion now and you're going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she is. She's a major observer and she takes in information all the time. And mm-hmm. it's fascinating to hear what she has to say. And she'll bust out with something really wise or very direct. And it's good. Um, and then Zoe is three. She's the boss. I mean, she's she's the mob boss, 100%. And she walks around. She struts around the house. And she tells everybody what to do. So there's a fun mix. Yeah. I love, um, I think one thing that, 
I learned from you even before you had kids, I think. Mm -hmm. I had kids and we would talk about the boys and you would ask me so many different questions about them and why do I think that they're like that and um, how do they learn. And so I think it sounds really crazy, but I think your um, personality and desire to know that about people helped Mm -hmm. me even when as a young mom to start thinking about my kids and really start observing them. And so Aww. I love that you guys have kids with so, so many <laughs> different personalities, but not just that you have them and they're so different, but that yeah. you know how they're different. And yeah. so your, your desire is to love them and mm-hmm. the way that, and teach them and know them in the way that they need. And I think yeah. um, that's something that I think, wasn't necessarily done maybe in the past as much with say our grandparents and probably our parents' generation, Yeah, you know? So, um, that's one thing I've always admired about you as a mom. Um, thanks. Yeah. And so, and I get to see it even more now that you have kids (laughs) and they're all so awesome. I just remember, um, we, we were recently together and Ruby was in the car with us and she was yeah. enamored by the boys being teenagers and she was <laughs> oh, yeah. trying to, trying to uh, share with us all of her new teenage music that she was into. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. That's a, a new one. stage. Yes. For yes. Sure. Yes. <laughs> so um, one reason why I wanted to have you on this podcast is because mm-hmm. of some of the stuff that, um, you've been learning about specifically Eile. So um, you've been on a journey of trying to understand her better, Mm -hmm. um, and you realize that she has a condition. And so I wanted Mm -hmm. to just talk to you a little bit about, I know that that moms can, I've talked to other moms who have noticed different things about their kids, whether it's dyslexia or whether it's some other uh, condition that their child has. And it can be scary to think of you as a mom not knowing it or um, feeling surprised by it, or even after that, figuring out how do I learn how to help my child when I I don't have this, when I don't understand it. And so um, I just wanted you to maybe just share a little bit about this journey that you've had with Eileen and some of the um, ways that she's special. Yes. I actually love um, getting to talk about Eileen because of the experience we have had. Um, and you're right when you are saying that it can be scary. And um, because you go into a lot of this stuff with zero understanding. I mean, mm-hmm. zero. So, um, Eileen, just to start kind of in the middle and I'll explain it, but she was diagnosed with um, sensory processing disorder. And that can mean different things for different people. So for her, um, it involves her, and these are words that most people don't know, her proprioceptive senses and her vestibular senses. So Mm -hmm. real quick explanation of that is we know we have our, you know, our five senses on the outside and, um, but we also have senses on the inside that help us when we're young to understand, for our bodies to understand fight or flight. Um, And when you're younger, and by that I mean like baby, you know, those things that you check off on your baby list for your kids, like um, tummy time, rolling over, those stages that we're looking for. That's when those um, senses are integrated uh, into the body. So 
for Eileen that didn't happen in some ways. Um, mm-hmm. And that was due to um, a late diagnosis of um, mild floppy baby syndrome, um, mm-hmm. which we are still learning more and more about. Um, for her, what that means physically is that she has very low muscle tone throughout her body. And for some kids, um, they have an incredibly hard time walking. Um, Eileen mm-hmm. walked you know, she hit that milestone. She walked, she tripped a lot. Okay. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I, you know, we laugh about it. We chuckle. Cause if you meet Eileen, like I said, she's like a <laughs> wild introvert. <laughs> and yeah, so, so you just kind of thought that was part of just, it, was, she it was. was her, it was <laughs> yeah. her essence. Like, and I say this and I don't know, some people might think, oh my gosh, you're sounding really critical of your kid. It's, we think it's awesome. Let me just say anything I say about Eileen, we think it is awesome. <laughs> so she was always kind of like those blow up um, creatures that are in front of used <laughs> yeah. car dealerships. Like that, a car story. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That fly and flop in the air kind of thing. And that was her. She was always kind of running around wild. And we were like, oh, my gosh, she is crazy. And we love it. But later on, we learned that that was actually more of her low tone issue representing itself as well as um, her sensory processing issues. So she is a sensory seeker, which means she's always looking for intense input and excitement. Um, And some kids that can look different for her. um, That is, it can be anywhere from jumping up and down a lot, spinning around in circles a lot, or and never and never getting dizzy, never getting dizzy. Um, or antagonizing her brother and sister until they come and chase her and want to, like, wrestle and, like, do all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So we the, – the tripping was something we kind of noticed early on and, um, like, her not really being able to walk without running into things. Mm-hmm. So for you and I, um, we could be standing in a room. We could have our eyes closed hold your hand out to the right of you, but know that there is something kind of in your hand's way, right? Uh uh Um, She does not have that sense. So something could be like, you know, immediately to her left. Like when we would walk into department stores, you know, they have the the little security things to the side that like Mm -hmm, keep mm -hmm. you. So she couldn't sense that that was there. And it, that was one thing that I kept noticing. She was like running into it over and over again. And I was like, Eileen and Shari, you know, I'm not like a super graceful person. <laughs> so like, I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. You inherited that from me. Like that stinks. Um, but that was, she literally did not know that that was there. Um, later on, So it wasn't like, at first you just thought it was her personality, she's clumsy, she's not paying attention, or whatever. 100%. Yeah. Because, I mean, that was also during, like, the toddler phase, you know? Yeah. Like, two to, you know, three, four, and noticing that. And then um, I remember one day waking up, and I walked down into the kitchen, and she and I were talking, and I noticed that her right eye, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden... And I, I'm sure you remember this conversation. It, like, went in and, like, mm-hmm. just crossed. And, again, because Eileen is a unicorn and she just does <laughs> such different stuff. I was like, did you make your eye do that on its own? 
Because it wouldn't have surprised me that she like was like, look at this cool learned trick I just learned. To, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she sat like, in the mirror in front of the mirror and just learned how to exactly. do it. Exactly. And she mm. just giggled. She just giggled. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, did you <laughs> or did you not? And um, so I told Chase, I was like, so Eileen did something kind of crazy today. And I don't know what that is. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Like, I mean, we just chalked it up to her again. Like, it went along with how she's always communicated herself to us, you know? Mm. And um, I know that can be different for some moms. For some, it's just like a very stark difference, you know? Um, and, And I think with parents, you know your kid better than anybody else. Like, God gave you your babies. He didn't give them to anybody else. And that's something that you have to recognize and value, you know, that that's, that's your child. And so if you're sensing or noticing different stuff, you're like, this isn't, this isn't adding up or, you know, you have that gut instinct. I definitely uh, recommend listening to it because the next, the next thing that we, we came in contact with was um, I was holding her hand. We were crossing the street and I was like, her hand doesn't feel the way that Ruby and Charlie's felt when they were Mm -hmm. this age. And it was really squishy. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's that time when they're little and you love that like squishy baby chub that's Mm -hmm. on their hands, you know, and it's so like soft and sweet. And um, as they get older, that muscle tone begins to develop and you start Mm -hmm. to feel that, you know, there's just like this change that takes place. And I was like, this is, this this is different. This still feels very baby. This still yeah. feels very soft and squishy. And so those two things kind of came together. And, you know, I'm like a crazy researcher. And mm-hmm. I just was like, and, you know, that doesn't always work out well. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <I> researching can... <laughs> online. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> dangerous things. Um, but it, that led us on a journey of little steps. You know, it's like kind of let's just start checking the list off. So, of course, with the eye issue, that led us to the optometrist first. And um, that's the first time I heard the word hypotonia, which is Mm -hmm. just low tone. And Mm -hmm. that can affect every area of a kid's body or it can, you know, it can be singular. So at that point in time, it was her eye and Mm -hmm. that was causing it to go in. We found out she's also farsighted, so she started to wear glasses to correct that, mm-hmm. and we are like, oh, okay, this is fine. Like, we're good, you know? They, they were like, pay attention, watch. Um, she should start tripping less, like, you know, blah, 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 and so we were like, okay, great, and again, not- Because you, not- you thought, like, her running into things or tripping had to do with the fact that she couldn't see well. Yes. Yes. yes, and that her eyes just had low muscle tone, but yeah. you didn't you didn't think that maybe it was something that included her whole body. Right, right. I think at that point in time, because I was also noticing like the hand thing and starting to wake up a little bit more, I guess, to the other possible issues. I thought it the the squishy hand was still like in the back of my mind. For some reason, that was just like it wouldn't go away. You know, I was like, that's Mm -hmm. just different. It's just different. And, um, so that was their kind of like 
kind of chirping, I guess, for yeah. lack of a better word. <laughs> so we watched her once she got the glasses and realized that things were not being resolved. And um, things were starting to take shape in other ways. And at that point in time, I took her to her pediatrician and just said, hey, I know this sounds really kind of weird, maybe, um, but uh, her hands are squishy. <laughs> like, <laughs> And I mean, you know, I had no other major understanding of anything. Um, right. And I would think that that would be almost intimidating to go to a doctor and to say yeah. that you're really concerned about something, but it doesn't seem like really anything yeah. that's serious. It's not like, oh, she's right. having seizures. It's right. just her hand is squishy. <laughs> her hand is squishy. And, yeah. you know, I looked up, I mean, you know, when I Google, I type in like exactly what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like squishy hands, <laughs> squishy hands and a toddler. Like, let's just see what we get here. And I mean, it did start to take me down like that low tone pathway. Mm-hmm. And for any moms out there who have kids who have any kind of like sensory issues or even Asperger's autism, that can be associated with that as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of things start to come up. A lot of, um, different options out there Mm -hmm. or potentials. And, um, I realized that I had met my threshold of understanding and Mm -hmm. I just, I was like, I don't know, they could look at me and tell me I'm crazy, but I need Mm -hmm. some direction. You know, I'm really okay with being told that I'm crazy. So (laughs) it's fine. Um, and I think, you know, realizing that point as a parent where you're like, and this is what I, Chase and I were realizing too, that, we've run out of tools in our toolbox Mm -hmm. and I need somebody who understands all this a lot better than I do because there was also acting out kind of stuff that was taking place simultaneously. And you have to start chipping away at things and say like, what, what is something that we just need to maybe buckle down on more or reapproach with her? Because like we were talking about at the beginning, you know, at that point in time we had had Ruby and Charlie who had reached these milestones that we had, you know, worked through different behavioral things with and you do with your kids and you realize, Hey, this kid responds like, you know, great to charts or a checklist and they love order and Mm -hmm. that's great. And then this kid over here, they resist order. They're like, I don't want this, you know, and you have to find another way to approach life with them. And so we had gone through that with the two of them. And then here we are with Eileen and, um, none of those things were working the same way. Yeah. So, um, that's when we kind of started down that road of, Hey, this is something deeper. This is something bigger than our understanding. And her pediatrician recommended us to, a um, pediatric evaluation for, um, physical therapy and occupational therapy. That's so good. I'm glad you got that <clears throat> recommendation, and I'm glad that you had the courage to say, you know, <laughs> my daughter has a squishy hand. <laughs> you <Yeah. know>? like, <laughs> right. Because um, you just never know. I mean, I think moms worry about so many things, and you watch yeah. your kids, and you want to do the best that you can with your kids, and when you don't understand, it can be confusing. So. Yes. Um, we're going to take a short break, um, but when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about how Eileen's condition has affected your family overall. Um, And uh, so, listeners, let's take a quick break. 
Hey listeners, we just wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about one of the most exciting parts of our ministry's calendar year, Crossroads Summer Camp. We get it. Making a camp decision is difficult. There's lots of things to consider like travel, price, and even just deciding if a camp is a good fit for your group. So what if we told you that we work extra hard to make our camp in Anderson, South Carolina, the easiest experience from start to finish? We not only pour into your students through dynamic teaching, powerful worship, and amazing community, we pour into the leaders as well. If you're looking for a camp that won't break the bank, that has a ton of fun, that will give your students a transformative experience and not make you want to retire early, Crossroads Summer Camp could be for you. Clayton and Shari teach the gospel in a clear way on your students' level. We feel sure that you're going to love it. Check out the dates and learn more at CrossroadSummerCamp.com. It'll be the best week of your summer. Okay, back to the show. Hey, we're coming Monday listeners. Just to remind you, we are talking with my sister-in-law, Elizabeth Harper, and uh, she is amazing, and she has a daughter named Ailey who has a sensory disorder, and we're just talking about how, what does it feel like as a mom to um, be watching your kid and feel like something's wrong, but you don't really know what it is, and you don't want to feel guilty, and you don't know how to explain yeah. it, but you just decide, look, I'm going to take that step and try to figure this thing out. Um, I don't have any more tools in my toolbox, is what Elizabeth was saying. So I need some help from someone else. Um, that's kind of what we talked about in the beginning of the episode. Now I want to talk, Elizabeth, a little bit more about how has Eileen's, um condition affected your family? Like yeah. you and my brother Chase, how have you guys had to change maybe how you parent her also yeah. with how she reacts uh, with her brothers and sisters. So one thing that I noticed when we went on yeah. Thanksgiving vacation was um, we got up one morning and Chase and I were sitting in the living room and we were drinking coffee and Eileen uh-huh. came up and sat on his lap and she just yeah. started hitting hitting him in the face and like <laughs> <laughs> pinching his face and like grabbing his hair. Right. And he literally out loud said, okay, Eileen, I can tell you need some like you need some interaction. Yeah. You need me to you, – you're having some sensory issues here. And yeah. he just started yeah. wrestling with her and shaking her and everything. Yes. And not shaking her like bad right. shaking. You know? right. <laughs> but like oh. – <laughs> no. But the fun the, – what she needed. She needed what some she interaction. Needed. She needed yes. like to dance or spin or yes. just be handled in a really affectionate and loving yeah. way. But that's not, um, it wasn't something necessarily, I mean, every kid wants that sometimes, but Eileen right. wants it in a different way and yes. needs it for a different reason. So yes. just talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. She, um, yeah, that's a great example of how it can be. <laughs> and that's the, I mean, I, I love that you pointed that out because, you know, parents out there, that's a, that's a clue. Like when your kid comes up, and our kids give us clues in different ways for a number of things. With Eileen, that is a clue. I need sensory input. So her body isn't picking up things the way that our body does. And so that's helping her regulate her environment, like, and understand her environment better. Um, so with that, what we have to do sometimes, we have a lot of different, um, they call them sensory diets. 
Mm-hmm. And um, little things to choose from or things that we know that we can do that help her regulate. Um, so what that might look like on a given day is we have a little, it looks like half of a yoga ball. Mm-hmm. And she like jumps on it, mm-hmm. you know. And that's great because it works two different things. It helps her low muscle tone and it also helps her get sensory input. Mm-hmm. Once she gets what she needs in like a little five or ten minute dose, um, she calms down, you know, and mm-hmm. then we implement what they call, um, heavy work, which mm-hmm. is anything that kind of feels that has some weight to it. So it could be mm-hmm. resistance work. It could be a really good tight hug. Um, mm-hmm. and so after she's, you know, uh, jumped or spun or, you know, done different things like that. We give her a good, like, tight squeeze or um, ask her to carry a basket of laundry. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's crazy. It, like, calms her down right away. So if you need a a good helper around the house. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you know our kids, like, they really want to help out with that kind of stuff. You know, six years old, her big thing right now is, like, she's going to be in first grade next year. Yeah. And so – that's a big, she's like, so this will make me a big girl? And I'm like, Aww, yes. That's yes, sweet. Yes, it will. Yeah. Well, and I remember, um, so when you, so the pandemic kind of um, paused your therapy for a little yes. bit with Eileen. Yeah. And then you told yeah. me a story where she was a little bit <laughs> sneaky when you guys went back and they wanted to give her a new therapist. So. Yeah. I think yeah. this is a good story because I yeah. think as a mom, you get a solution and you start along yeah. a track and you feel like there's improvement mm-hmm. and then you show up and there, maybe there's some unexpected things like a switch and a therapist. Yes. But I think it's really cute how Eileen handled it and how you watched her. And I'd love for you to share this story because it shows a little bit of Eileen's personality, but then also her desire to work hard. Yes. Okay. This is a great story. I'm glad you remembered it. Um, yeah, so like Shari was saying, the pandemic kind of switched therapy off for a while and we were trying to do it from home. And when we got back, they switched her therapist. So we had to reevaluate um, with a new set of therapists. Also, her age put her in a different category. So they were retesting uh, a couple things. And I let her know ahead of time because that's very important to let her know like what's coming um, and give some structure to that. So she was not very excited. <laughs> She was, um, and she was going to give them a run for their money. I mean, and like Shari said, Eileen's observant. She's always processing, you know, she's a lot smarter than she lets on, honestly. So we went in and, um, she just wasn't behaving with anything they were asking her to do. I mean, nothing. Uh, and so we got done. She was, um, she let them know that she didn't like what it was that they were asking her for. They were playing an alphabet game and the, um, the therapist was like, okay, I'm going to throw you this ball and I'm going to say the letter A and I'm going to give you an animal. A is for ant. And she wanted Eileen to throw the ball back and say B is for, you know, box turtle. I don't know. But she, Eileen threw the ball back and she said, B bath. And the therapist looked at her and she's like, Bath isn't an animal. And Eileen said, it is now. <laughs> like, 
just there's a taste for you. She was but just a little sassy because she didn't want to have to be doing sassy. these tests again, right? Because no. you told me she'd already done them, so she kind of yes. felt like, why am I doing this again? Yes, exactly. And so then we finished up, and she, um, we were walking out to the car, and I said, Eileen, do you think that you showed them your best self today? And she kind of cut her eyes at me, and she said, no. And I said, what do you think you did? And she said, oh, I was mischievous. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. And I just went with it. I was like, here we go. And she said, I, I said, okay. I, yeah, I agree. You were. And a few minutes later, I saw this look come across her face. And she's like, I've said too much. I I unveiled myself. Now right? my mom's now my mom's coming in. She, she knows, knows that <laughs> right. She knows my world. And um, so she sorry, this is Larry. She goes, Oh, um, what does mischievous mean? <laughs> like she's pretending like now she didn't know what it meant. And I said, Well, you used it perfectly, so why don't you tell me what it means? And she said, um, full of mischief and causing trouble. Oh my gosh. Um, she's she's six, right? Yes. And my child is defining mischievous for me with no, I didn't tell her what mischievous meant. She didn't pull out her dictionary. <laughs> no, no. And I said, well, Eileen, that's awesome. You're absolutely right. That's, and she kind of just looked at me and I said, do you think that was, that was fair to do to the therapist? And she said, she was like, no. And th so then it opened the door and we talked about it and I said, and Eileen does not like talking about her feelings. Let me say that. Mm -hmm. She does not. So what we found, the best way to handle that is I throw something out there, put something on the hook, and I say, well, you know, I get that that, that wasn't a comfortable situation for you. You were acting mischievous. That was not okay. When you want to talk about it, I'm here, and I'll just listen. Yeah. And so that's that's how we ended that. And, you know... That happens, that happens more times than it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> well, she's good. definitely, like, you can look in her eyes and know there's something going oh. on in there. Something's about <laughs> to come out that's <laughs> super cute and funny. Um, yes. In this last, I want to ask you this last question. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I would love for you to tell me two things. First of all, sure. I'd love for you to tell me what encouragement you would give to mothers who maybe have a child with, a disability or condition that maybe they're starting to notice um, and don't understand yeah. or, or possibly feel incapable of um, helping their child. And then yeah. um, the second one is I would love to hear uh, your biggest joy in motherhood. Cause I know mm. sometimes when we're moms, we want to talk about the things that are struggles. And sometimes yeah. that's just a way to like, release it all Vent, and just to laugh right. about it. But yeah. um, I would love to hear from you. What is your, what has been your biggest joy? Oh, so there's I love two. that question. Okay. Um, so with the first one, my encouragement to moms, um, like I kind of said in the middle, like these children were given to you and your spouse. And that is by no mistake. And you as a parent were given to them. And that was by no mistake either. So there is nobody better suited and tuned in to your child than you. Um, so I hope that in and of itself would empower somebody because I, you know, sometimes we look around at other parents and like, they're really good mm -hmm. at 
I mean, for me, I look at you and I'm like, she's really good at like getting things together and order and organization. And I, you know me, girl, that is not my forte. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but one thing is I look at my husband and he's really, really good at that. So moms, Mm -hmm. you're not alone. Like, you know, you have people around you, friends, you know, your spouse, like pull on them for resources, but also, um, don't be afraid to ask questions, you know, more than likely, you know, somebody who's, who has a child that has, you know, either a disorder or a disability and, you know, being upfront, asking questions and doing it, you know, in a humble way, because it's for your kid, you know, that's, that's the thing. Just don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to go to your pediatrician and sound crazy. Because it's for your child. You are advocate. You are your kid's biggest advocate. If I sound crazy, if I sound intense, if I sound like I'm coming in full force, I'm okay with that because it's for my kid. It's for my children. And there's, y'all know, there's nothing we would not do for them. And so I can tell you for me, my biggest hurdle I had to get over two things. One, I didn't want to sound stupid. Like, but that's my problem. My kid doesn't need to absorb my problem. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I had to push that pride aside and say for my child, my goodness, I'll sound stupid. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And also the, what if, how, like, what if, what if, what if, what, you know, it just can grow. And, um, that, I had to pray about and just, you know, of course we were praying about all of this from the beginning, but I had to pray and ask the Lord to like capture my thoughts and just Mm. take authority over all that stuff that was causing fear and swirling and, um, and pray for comfort. And that, I mean, you have to do that a lot as a parent, right? In multiple, (laughs) multiple (laughs) situations. Um, and, and just, I mean, advocate for your child. And, you know, we do that in so many ways. So that's, and two of the things that I found, um, there's a podcast called The Sensory Project. Mm. If you have any questions or things in the back of your mind, I highly, highly recommend that podcast. It's two therapists and they break things down in such bite-sized pieces and go section by section by section. And that has been an enormous help. Um, and there's also a book called the out of sync child. Um, if you have a child with any type of sensory issue, I I highly recommend those two things. So that was the sensory project podcast and, um, the out of sync child. Those have been huge resources for us. Um, and you know, my joy as a mom, um, oh, we kind of touched on, I, moms, we get so frustrated. I get it day to day. There's so many things that are coming at us. I feel like, especially in this season, um, you know, we're already the, the chauffeur, the cook, you know, um, the housekeeper, all these things for, um, for moms who work outside of the home. I like, I mean, if I could come do something for you right now, I would. I'm amazed and in awe. So all that to say, we have a lot of hats on and now we're teachers. And some for some of us, we're teachers as well. Um, and 
so those are, you know, those are things that we're constantly taking in that can definitely cause frustrations. When I take a step back and I tell myself, okay, Elizabeth, you have everything you need right now. Like, let's just have a moment. And I have to do this regularly throughout the day. It is a practice I've adopted. Taking a step back, slowing down, stopping and looking and naming like three things I'm grateful for in the moment. I'm able Mm -hmm. to look at my kids and I mean, I'm in awe because, and for so many reasons, and I'll start to think of things that I'm grateful for with them, but we touched on it at the beginning. They're different personalities, like taking in their unique gifts and talents that have nothing to do with me. They have nothing to do with me. They have nothing to do with Chase. Those are God given. And I'm like, look at how Jesus is showing up in their life. Mm. Look how he's reflecting himself in them that has nothing to do with me. And it's like this moment of worship almost Mm. with the Lord because I'm able to just like thank him for Ruby's artistic and creative ways. I mean, my child blends paint colors to mark off the days on her calendar. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) I'm like, what? Mm. It's awesome. And, you know, Charlie and I can laugh for, I mean, we could laugh for hours probably about nothing, you know, and it's just, that's just awesome. And to look, you know, I look at Eileen and I told her the other day, I was like, Eileen, you are a conqueror. I mean, I just, I said, I'm learning how to conquer when I watch you, you know, Mm. and um, her face like lit up and parents Mm. like I would say I I would love for that to be a challenge for parents when they hear this pick out one thing in your kid that you could highlight you know through the week or in a day and speak that over them you know just call it out say you know you are an encourager or you are a conqueror watch their face like watch their face and then feel what it does to your heart yeah and And Zoe's so Zoe, your youngest is so confident. She just oh tells all the other kids, tells all the other other kids what they yes. need to do, even though she's yes. the youngest. <laughs> yes, it's awesome. She tells the dog what to do, and the dog listens. And our dog doesn't listen to anybody but her and Chase. So there you go. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I think what I'm hearing from you, um, and what I've been learning, I think even since I became a mom, is it's so easy to focus on not only our performance as a mom, but also Mm -hmm. our kids behavior and to measure our success according to those things. And that's just a trap. I mean, it just really is even, even spiritually, I think we need to understand that everything that um, is accomplished in our lives, all the fruit that we bear, isn't fruit that we made happen. It's, Mm. it's our, when we pursue the Lord and when we love him, the fruit comes as a result of his work in our lives, yes. not our not our hard work. And so I think that yes. that has has the same thing with motherhood is you can't make your kids be someone. Right. And you can't make right. yourself be someone. It just no. it's just that it's so when we're when we're trying so hard to be perfect, we miss the joys of the imperfection yes. in it. You know, like yes. being able to just give up for a minute of like trying to make everybody and control everybody and do yeah. whatever you think is good and just right. watch, watch your kids and enjoy yes. who they are and you know, studying them. And I think that that's mm-hmm. a good 
lesson not only in motherhood but also in marriage and in friendships like just stepping back like you said and Mm -hmm. watching the person that you're trying to love Mm -hmm. and getting to know who they are well Elizabeth thank you so much for being on this podcast with me today I know you got we got to go so you can like get those kids (laughs) get get those kids started with school and um Uh, yeah Chase has got them (laughs) Okay, well, that's good. Um, And Overcoming Monday uh, listeners, I hope that this has been an episode where we've provided you with some little secrets for your big breakthrough. Um, We hope that this has been enlightening and encouraging. If you have any questions or comments, you can DM me at Overcoming Monday on Instagram or at ShariKing99. We love to receive your feedback and ideas on the future podcasts. I will also be posting... Um, And when I do about this podcast, I will include Elizabeth's handle so that you can follow her on Instagram. Her feed is really fun. You guys (laughs) should definitely follow her. She tells all these stories about her kids, and I just laugh every time. Um, And I will also post these resources, the Sensory Project or the Sensory Project podcast and the book, The Out of Sync Child um, for you. I'll just put them in the in the comment section so that you can see them. I don't know if you're like me, but hearing it sometimes goes through my brain. But if I see it and type it in, I can learn it a little bit better. So I hope that this has been good for you, Elizabeth. Thanks for having (laughs) Elizabeth. Thanks for having me today. (laughs) Thanks for being on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Your pleasure because your husband works for Chick-fil-A and that's That's how you're. (laughs) All right. And Overcoming Monday listeners, uh, I hope that we'll see you again on another podcast. Thank you for joining us today on Overcoming Monday. We wanted to take a moment to just thank all of the faithful supporters that have given to Clayton King Ministries. We've seen our friends step up in an amazing way, even in the midst of a global pandemic and an overall difficult year, and allows us to keep preaching the gospel and making disciples. We couldn't do half of the things that we do without you. If you feel led to help us continue reaching students, church leaders, and podcast listeners like yourself, go to claytonking.com give to make a tax-deductible donation today. All of us at Clayton King Ministries really appreciate it. Again, this podcast happens because of listeners like you. Share with friends, follow Shari on Instagram and Facebook, and follow Overcoming Monday as well. We hope that this has been a great experience for you. We hope we have given you some little secrets for your big breakthrough.